Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right now, we're going to talk a little hockey with Jess Myers from the Rink Live. Jess, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. Merry Christmas to you, Steve. I was just thinking, as you're giving the weather report there, if they were ever going to hold Hockey Day Minnesota in a place like Warroad, man, did they pick the right year, because you wouldn't be able to have outdoor ice pretty much anywhere else in the state. No, they figured it out, though, in Seattle. Isn't the NHL winner class going to be uh, in, in Seattle? I mean, I, I, I know if there's a will, there's a way, but typically for Hockey Day, they uh, – rely on on the cold weather and we've had some brutally cold hockey days over the years doesn't look like this is going to be it well and you think about outdoor hockey and i actually wrote a column last year saying this was a cool idea but i think it's kind of run its course because uh you know we've had games played in southern california outdoors where once the sun goes down at night it's plenty cold enough to keep artificial ice we had a winter classic in texas but then, of course, they bring the Winter Classic to here in Minnesota, and I said, if this is the most Minnesotan thing ever, they actually had to heat up the ice. They, they had to pump warm, you know, chemical or whatever into the ice surface to keep it from getting too brittle. So only in Minnesota is there a risk that the ice will get too cold. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up. When, when the Winter Classic was finally played at Target Field and the, the long wait was over and we had that brutal cold there is no way i would have even made it through a period Uh, i'm done i I was born and raised here uh lived in the upper midwest my entire life spent 10 years of my radio career in south dakota and and that's still real winter in south dakota with the wind but 
in in reality, there, there's no way. I, I'm not sitting outside for a hockey game. No thanks. Well, I got to give a stick salute to my son, who's uh, in his mid twenties and, and his college roommate, because they sat that day oh. and they watched the ticket sites. At the same time that the temperature was dropping, the ticket prices kept dropping for the Winter Classic. And at the last minute, they bundled up in all of their deer hunting gear. They got some tickets for less than $100, and they went and saw the Winter Classic all, uh, all toasty warm in, in all of uh, every piece of clothing I think they could put on. Yeah, and, and I think not, now they've got the battery-operated gear, et cetera, it, it is doable. I just wasn't willing to go to that kind of trouble. Um, yeah, so, yeah so you're right. Local, it, is, it is an effort. Yeah, and some of the local rinks, they keep them pretty chilly. That's that's about my limit. If I'm going to go call a high school game, that that's fine. They keep the building cold and the ice is good. I'm good with that. But outside in the wind, no thanks. <laughs> not, not at my I, age. I will say though, I do like the trend that we've seen here in the Twin Cities and elsewhere. You know, St. Cloud and, and other communities. You know, St. Louis Park has done it. Edina has done it where you're doing the outdoor ice surface, but it's got a roof over it. It's refrigerated. So you have the experience of skating outside, yeah. but you're not yep. going to get snowed on. You're going to have good quality ice. I like that. And, you know, and of course, Duluth is the outdoor hockey capital of, of the world where, uh, you know, they, they do everything to, to play outside as much as they can, especially at the youth, le- youth level. So kind of cool to bring hockey back to its roots that way. Well, and, and, and that's the difference because we – always had a backyard rink when we lived on maryland avenue in st paul when i was real young my my dad always put up a rink and then when we moved to the burbs when when we came out here to northern hennepin county we always had a rink and over the year it evolved to to boards to chicken wire netting on the end we had lights i mean this was a big production and a magnet for all the neighborhood kids but the difference is we were playing and and when we got older, we'd have boot hockey games and 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 we would skate. That's the difference. It's sitting in a snowbank watching someone play. That isn't as much fun. If if you're actually out on the ice, uh, generating some warmth, it's all good. Loved it. Loved it. One of one of the great quotes I've heard in the last year or two is when Logan Cooley was here playing for the Gophers. I wrote a feature story about him. You know, he grew up in the Pittsburgh area where it's not as easy to have an outdoor rink in your yard, but his parents had a little bit of money, and they actually bought a chiller. So they had a, a, an outdoor rink that had essentially artificial, uh, an artificial ice plant running in. Wow. And the great line his parents told me, he's got two older brothers. You know, Logan Cooley is one of the great stars that's ever played for the Gophers. They said, we knew Logan must be a pretty good player based on the number of times he got thrown over the snowbank by his older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, and we we had we had some pretty good players, and there there's no doubt the younger kids, you know, loved playing against the older guys like me. I was one of the older guys in the neighborhood, and the young kids like my youngest brother when when he he started to mix it up with us, I I, I think it made it better made them better players. You know, trying Absolutely. to trying to trying to avoid the bigger stronger older kids that here's, here's an example you know it, it, there's one kind of movement in hockey that there's too much structured practice and you got to let kids just play oh, and that's absolutely. how they develop the skills you know that's an argument for that here's an example of that i'll give you you watch aaron huglin from the gophers with the puck sometime he gets down in the corner and you just can't get the puck away from him he can make every twisting turning move ever 
Well, I asked him about that, and he's from up north. He's from Roseau. I said, where did you develop those skills? He said, we had a game that we played in Roseau called Scrub. We made it up on our own, and it was this. It was 20 guys on the ice with one puck, and you had no teammates. Your job was to keep the puck away from anybody else as long as you could. Now, <laughs> the coaches all hated it because you, you want to encourage kids to pass and look for their teammates and all that. But you think of just a little thing like that and the skill that was developed from a, a goofy little game that kids made up on an outdoor rink in Roseau, and, you know, that's paying dividends in, in college hockey now. Well, and you, you, you think about the strength you develop in using your body to shield the puck. I, I think watching a lot of girls' games, the most effective girls' hockey are, are those ones that – ride that razor's edge between body checking, which is illegal in the girls' game, but but using their body effectively to, to control the puck and keep a defender off the puck is huge in that game. And that's the Absolutely. kind of stuff I think you learn on the pond. If you can walk that fine line between body yeah. checking and body contact, which is legal, you know, the, the USA yeah, hockey folks will always point that out. If you, can, uh, if you can balance that fine line, you can really do well in that game. Yeah, and uh, we're we're it's, it's going really quick. I, I was looking. I, I had a girls' game recently, and you look at the schedule. You get to the new year. There is one month remaining in the girls' regular season. That's how quick it's going. That's crazy. Just crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then it's sections and countdown to the state tournament at the end of February at the XL Energy Center. Uh, college game. Let's get into that. Uh, you, you're going to be back at at the rink here coming up pretty quickly. the The wait for the Golden Gopher is to return to the ice. You got what a little over a week to go. Yeah, January first, they're back on the ice for an exhibition game. But man, did they need this break? You know, you talk to to, to Bob Motzko, and and one thing that had just killed them in the first half is injuries. Um, and you know, he he likes to joke that they didn't have to pay their training staff last year because they got no injuries. They were mostly healthy this year. They've dealt with a bunch of stuff. And, you know, the thing you don't see is guys are out for a game or two and then they're back in the lineup. But just because they're back on the ice doesn't necessarily mean they're back to 100%. You know, I mentioned Aaron Hugland. He's one of the forwards that's just dealt with just kind of nagging stuff that keeps you from playing up to your full ability, your full potential. So the break is going to do some really good things for them, I think. And they'll come back uh, a little healthier and a little more experienced and maybe make a second-half push here. Yeah, Kind of a, a cool timing on this game. January 1st, New Year's Day, 2 o'clock, 3M Arena at Mariucci. So chance to get out and see the Gophers kind of get tuned up for the second half of the season. And these are always fun when they play the USA Hockey Development Program because keep in mind, a couple of players on that team are going to be Gophers next year. I always think about two years ago when they played this game and Jimmy Snuggerud is out there playing for Team USA and they're playing against the Gophers. And of course, he had committed to the University of Minnesota already. Well, in the third period, he comes down and makes just a beautiful move and gets a goal. And I asked uh, uh, Bob Mosco after the game, I said, what's it like seeing a guy like that score against you when you know I'm going to have that arrow in my quiver next year? And, and Bob just beamed. He said, I loved it. You know, how much fun is a guy like he going to be to come play here? So this is always kind of a fun game to get kind of a glance at, at the future, not only future Gophers, but there are a lot of players on this team they are going to be playing for Michigan or Michigan State or elsewhere next year. So you'll get a little bit of a glimpse of what's coming. Yeah, and quirking the schedule for the Golden Gold for men, uh, they'll come out of the break, and they have a lot of home cooking in January. They, they don't have a road trip until they go to East Lansing at the end of January. It's crazy. 
It's going to be nice. And, and kind of a fun one in January, too. Colorado College coming here to town. You know, the Colorado yeah. College team is, is kind of coming back, kind of a throwback to the old WCHA. And I, I always say this, if it's Duluth or St. Cloud or North Dakota or any of these teams coming to town, for all the Gopher fans and, and all the college hockey fans in general who like to, I'm just going to say, who like to whine and say, oh, I miss the old WCHA. They ruined it when they went to the Big Ten. Okay. They're playing Colorado College for a couple games. If you don't show up for those games, you have lost the ability to complain forever. Don't don't give me the I missed the old WCHA and then and then don't right. come to the rink because here you go. You got an old WCHA rival. You better show up. And Jez Spires joining us from the rink live on the Jen Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. That is a point well taken. Golden Gopher women not back at it until January fifth and sixth. At Ritter Arena, they get Connecticut in town. And then a huge series with Ohio State. Uh, that That is a big one uh, as they jump back into the WCHA. And that's at Ritter on January 12th and 13th. So a huge series looming. Kind of fun to see what Ohio State has become just in the last yeah. couple of years, too. You know, they were one of those teams that wasn't real highly regarded in women's hockey. And then Nadine Muzzerall, former Gopher and former Gopher's assistant coach, went there and really kind of rejuvenated that program for the first time. Steve, they play in an arena that, uh, you know, like the second or third rink at Braemar, it's not quite that nice. I mean, they, they play in a home rink, OSU ice rink, that would be akin to a practice rink in Minnesota high school hockey. And still, she's been able to recruit some of the best players in women's college hockey. Now they're, they're talking about building a new rink there that would have, you know, four or 5,000 seats. So really a, a kind of a cool rejuvenation of that program at Ohio State. Yeah, and they certainly have the money at the Ohio State University. <laughs> they are not lacking funds every time they no. pack, you know, 100,000 people into the horseshoe at you know, 100 bucks a ticket or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, the old saying, uh, rising tide loves all boats, and that's certainly true in Columbus. Uh, the Wild, they get buzzed in tonight's 6 o'clock start in St. Paul. And the John Hines era, there have been a couple of bumps along the road, but uh, the, the Wild are relevant again, and it, it almost didn't seem possible. They looked buried. They got rid of Dean Evans, and John Hines comes in, and uh, they are certainly back in the mix. There's, there's no doubt. What's crazy about it, too, he's now 9-3 and three in his first 12 games as the head coach of the, of the Minnesota Wild. And w- what's cool is you say – Oh, he came in, he took what Dean Evanson couldn't do stuff with, whatever. Keep in mind, you're without Matt Zuccarello. You're without Jared Spurgeon again tonight. You're without Jonas Brodeen for a while. I mean, they've got some pretty important pieces out of this lineup due to injury, and he's been able to patch stuff together to get guys, you know, kind of all pulling in the same direction. And then what Brock Faber has done over the last five or six games is just incredible. He's averaging well over 30 minutes of ice time a game. Now, you know, you don't, don't need a mathematician to know that's half the game that he's spending out there on the ice. I talked to some guys who said it's a product, number one, of the fact that they're pretty thin on defense right now. So they need a guy who can eat up minutes. But also, he's playing really, really well, and he's got the advantage of 21-year-old legs. You know, this is maybe something you can't do when you're 34 and you've taken a couple shots off the ankle in, in your career, but uh, – he, he's doing just some incredible things for a guy that we've watched for the last couple of years with the Gophers, you know, a local kid, uh, kind of living out his dream playing for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, and by the way, the Wild are 10 points out of third in the division. Colorado, 42 points, 33 games played. The Wild, 10 points back of that, but they have two games in hand. More importantly, in the Wild card, uh, 
Arizona at the moment, the second wild card in the West at 36 points, but the wild have a game in hand. So, you know, they're, they're still, they're back in the mix uh, for playoff talk. And, and that's pretty impressive. One other thing I wanted to bring up and you brought up the Jonas Prodeen uh, injury and he, he got hit if memory serves by Evander Kane in that game with the Oilers dirty hit. Uh, there should have been number one, a game misconduct, and there should have been some sort of fine or suspension. Those are the kinds of hit that the NHL has to do something about. I don't know why that they, they are not getting rid of checking from behind. It's happened at every other level. They, they need to take this seriously. I mean, that, that hit on, on Brodeen was brutal. I really like to think that in the last maybe decade or so, the game has gotten better that way. You know, it, it's a, a tragic situation, but what happened to Jack Jablonski, I really think opened up a lot of eyes about, yep. hey, uh, no need to finish your check, especially when somebody's back is turned. With that said, I'm frustrated by the inconsistency of the NHL with a play like exactly the one you described, where, uh, you know, a notable player like Evander Kane that everybody knows makes a dirty, dangerous play and the NHL just says, eh, what can you do? You know, we're going to look the other way on that one. I, that frustrates me. And that's not speaking as a Minnesota Wild, you know, person who covers them, who lives in Minnesota. That's speaking as somebody who just likes hockey and doesn't like to see folks get hurt. I mean, it just, it, it just mm. is, is really kind of mind-boggling, the inconsistency with, okay, this is uh, something where you're going to get suspended for six games. And this is something where you don't even get suspended for two minutes in the penalty box. I don't understand it. Yeah, they they, they have got to figure it out. It's just a dangerous, ugly play uh, for sure. All right, Jazz, uh, once again, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Steve, always great to talk hockey. Merry Christmas to you and to all the listeners out there. All right, there he is, Jess Myers from the Rink Live. Joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.